0: What's up everybody? It's Benny's with Benny back at it yet again here coming to you from the ring of fire The also evergreen state home to Bigfoot rain and great wine. I have my special friend Grady Havercost, back at it again We wanted to let you folks know some exciting news. We are going to be rebranding our podcast We're opening up a new Instagram page and a new channel. We're officially titling it
1: two guys between two glasses
0: this was an easy decision for us to make we figured if we wanted to do this on a weekly basis we should have it be dual work and put out content that really stands out from above everybody else and this week we're gonna be talking about pressure
1: as promised
0: Grady hit him with the definition
1: um, you know honestly we, we normally start out with a definition but you know before we hit you guys with the definition I just I want to apologize first because it's taken us a while to put out this podcast um. Honestly, this is the third time that Ben and I have both got together to do this podcast The first times we came together to do the podcast and we just weren't in the right headspace because We felt like this topic we were
0: feeling a lot of pressure folks. <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> honestly, though, I feel like this this topic is so current and we have a room that we go to in Ben's apartment that we do the podcast in and we would go in that room and we Would just sit and we were talking and it'd be like an hour an hour half gone by and it's like shit, man I'm just not like I'm not in the right space to do this. Exactly, man. Um, And we realized that because, honestly, when we talk about science, the (laughs) definition for pressure, (laughs) pressure equals force over area. You're welcome, kids. (laughs) It's going to be on your physics test next week. (laughs) But, you know, it's like that kind of makes sense because we've literally felt that pressure just with everything going on in the world right now um, with, as Kevin Hart would say, the vid. Um, But with You know just our family and society and a lot of individual pressures Um, there's just a lot of things going on right now especially you know
0: folks when it when we approach these holiday times I mean for one Grady is busy I'm busy you know we live these lives where we try to provide what we can for our families but at the end of the day it's hard to find the free time to do what you really want to do and I think that's what we felt a lot of but going back on the on the real tangent Grady hit him with the definition
1: uh, okay, so when we talk about pressure according to Merriam webster the definition of pressure is the burden of physical or mental distress It's also the constraint of circumstance the weight of social or economic imposition. So Ben, there's kind of a lot to unpack there um, What do you think in terms of that first definition? It talks about the burden of physical or mental distress
0: I think that's right on the money man. I think you know a lot of people feel quote-unquote pressure Every day, every day they wake up, you know, whether or not you wake up on, you know, on your side of the bed, not really wanting to go to work, but you're in a sense pressured to go because you know what the consequences are if you don't show up. But I think it stems even more so than that into, you know, the individual aspect of how exactly you perceive the pressure and how exactly you take it upon yourself to alleviate it. Um, You know, for me, I I really like the the, the word, the use of the word burden there, because I, I do feel like, you know, you can have good pressure and bad pressure, but I think what makes, you know, Essentially the word pressure such a giving it a negative connotation, I guess is that word burden because it does weigh heavily on
1: people and you know I think kind of as we go through life and as we've grown up and I've noticed that in ourselves We've learned how to deal with those burdens Um, We've turned burdens into successes and I think that kind of stems from our mindset of like You can look at it as a burden or you can look at it as an opportunity to grow and be successful Um, and I think that kind of just all really stems with your mindset and how you wake up with the day, um, especially with COVID going on in the world right now and it being such a, a pandemic problem in the way that we live our lives. You can look at that as like, oh, it took my job for me. Or you can say, yeah, it took a job for me, but it also opened a window of opportunity for me in my future.
0: And I think that's a really good point. You know, um, you guys know me. I'm the quote dropper. But uh, There we go, you know. I read a a really interesting quote, actually, earlier. We are four
1: minutes and 20 seconds in. Ben, with this first quote of the day. That might be a new record, honestly.
0: But I I read a quote that says, you know, a lot of people face face pressures on the day-to-day to to get things done. But instead of saying and telling yourself you don't have the time, tell yourself it's not a priority Mm -hmm. because it'll make you think about it differently. It's essentially not something you really want to get done right now, so you're making excuses not to do it. And I think that's kind of what separates... The go getters and the people who don't go out there and get what they want, who don't go out there and do what they want, because they feel, even myself, you know, there's times where we wake up in the mornings or, you know, there's things going on in your life where you just don't have the time like we didn't this week. Or even when you separate the time, it's not the right time to do something or do what you want. But I think when you look at something as a priority and tell yourself it's something that needs to be done, you can essentially alleviate that pressure that you face yourself and turn it into a positive. Like you said, whether or not it's losing a job don't think of it so negatively think of it as an opportunity to pursue or find something better for yourself
1: and I like how you like how you talked about there in the the beginning about go-getters because you know the thing about Ben and I is that we're we're not a handout guy you know we're not a big uh, we want we don't want someone to give us something we want to work for it Exactly. Um, and that's just kind of something that like except Chick-fil-a I'll take Chick-fil-a any day (laughs) okay I know that you guys are gonna be really upset, but I've actually never had Chick Fil A before. That is a dagger, folks! <laughs> oh my god! We should I know. Call this,
0: we should call our new podcast "Grady Tries Chick Fil A for the First Time." <laughs> I
1: mean, I've heard great things, but like, I don't know. It's just not conveniently located. <laughs> okay. Um, side note: I want to get back to. I want to get back to pressure. Um, I think there's good pressures and there's bad pressures. Um, I've noticed that in the world that we live in right now, and I want to specifically talk to my teacher friends, um, we've put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be the best people that we can be right now in the world. Um, and a lot of us put that on ourselves because it's like we're not doing what we can right now, or it doesn't appear that we're doing what we normally could do in a classroom. And so we always want to do more, um, but just know that like, everybody's doing what they can right now and that's all that you can do so just do what you can and leave work having that mindset of be like okay i did what i could today i'll tackle the rest tomorrow um but like ben um, i gotta drop some quotes here because i gotta stay caught up here we go folks here we seven go seven minutes into it <laughs> um i posted a quote on facebook about a month ago and it says just because someone carries it well doesn't mean it isn't heavy and That is so true and I feel like that really rings true to what everybody's kind of dealing with right now And why this is our third time of getting together and trying to record this podcast Is because we are all carrying it well for our loved ones or for you know our friends or whatever Like we're the glue in our family or we're the glue in our relationship And so we're carrying it well on the outside But it's a lot to deal with on the inside
0: and I couldn't agree with you more, Grady. You know, I, I I think I was one of the first people to comment on that, saying I needed to read that. And, I mean, when you break it down just by literal weight, like say if we if we took a step back from this, because I see pressure working like this, and, and, you know, like you said, that weight that people carry. You know, I'm 242 pounds I'm on a far, good day.
1: I'm not far behind.
0: You know, 247 on a bad day. Yeah. But if I gave, let's say, you know, my friend Joseph, who's at a flat 200, pounds a 42 pound backpack and said carry this around all day he's gonna get tired really quickly but I won't yeah why because I'm just used to carrying that weight with me and I feel like a lot of people do that do that to themselves with just societal pressures and and family pressures and individual pressures that they give themselves you just kind of accept it and you learn to deal with it and learn in a sense to grow with that I guess quote-unquote we use the word burden you know inside of you to be as strong as you can be to get there. To drop another quote, which I have dropped before, and it's it's honestly, folks, it's one of my favorite that I've, I've ever read. Very you nice. Know, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you know, the toughest steel is forged in the hottest fires. And I'm not saying that pressure is a good thing. And, you know, we'll, we'll get into to kind of what types of pressure exactly we're talking about in terms of societal family pressures and individual pressures you put on yourself. But I really think that everybody has to experience it just to learn how to prioritize what's most important in their lives, because there's going to be things you give up when you're
1: feeling under the weather and things you gain when you're under the weather. I, I kind of want to you did a good uh, kind of a segue there, Ben, of I really want to talk about uh, society and the pressures that kind of we feel from society and um honestly I, I watched a documentary on uh netflix about a month ago now it's from a, one of my families that i see they recommended it they say hey you need to watch this and um you know it's usually when someone says like oh you need to watch this you're like yeah i'll get to it but that night it was just like you know what okay maybe i need to watch this it's called the social <laughs> dilemma and if you haven't watched it yet if you have kids sit down watch it with your kids because it'll really change the way that you like think and the way that you see the world Um, but really it's just about like the pressure that social media and technology has put on us as a society and they give us all these facts and they kind of go through phones and depression rates and anxiety and all that kind of stuff but um, it's just really interesting because I feel like there's a lot of pressure and stress put on as individuals just from society. And it's surrounding us. It's not just on social media. It's not just on technology. But Black Friday. When you think about Black Friday, you get all these emails about deals. It's like, oh well, if I don't shop Black Friday, like I'm not saving money. When in reality, don't spend yeah, anybody yeah, like.
0: Mean, well, no, Gertie, you bring up a good a good point. I really like what you said there. The society bringing up new pressures because of social media and technology in these days and folks. We are in the most involved time in the history of mankind like there has not been a period in the history of humans where you can find out news from across across the globe in under 10 seconds and I mean literally under 10 so when somebody even when I hit share on this podcast when we post it, it is accessible all throughout the world. Shout out to our listeners in New Zealand really appreciate you guys (laughs) i don't know who you are but we appreciate it but no seriously because i think what it's what it's essentially done is like you know those conversations you've had with your parents or you know you grow up hearing like oh tommy is the greatest kid in school he's a straight-a student but i'm struggling and you come home and your parents are like oh well if he can do it you can do it and folks i mean it is not like that like you need to realize even though you're exposed to all all of these quote-unquote stimuli essentially of how you should be living your life and what you should be doing with yourself That doesn't really set the bar for yourself you know and i think people have a hard time dealing with that i say it i've said it all all the time life is a freaking marathon not a race like take a step back and figure out what it is you want to prioritize now to
1: get it done and i kind of want to take a couple steps back there um you kind of just talked about life and you know the pressures that we face in life but I wanna kinda of take a step back to like our time in high school. And I feel like that's when as you start to grow up, you really start to feel pressures then because that's when like real life things start to hit. You typically get your first job, you get chest your- hair. <laughs> 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 no, it's like you get a job, you get a car, you're you might be faced with some bills. Um, but you have some life pressures that actually hit other than the fact that like Oh, I have a girlfriend now or oh I have a hundred dollars and it seems like I have a million dollars. Like True, I miss those days. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um But when I when I talk when I think about high school, I always tell my friends that like if I'm telling a story, I'm like, Oh yeah, I didn't drink in high school, like I wasn't that rebellious kid and they're like, What? Like you didn't drink in high school? But it's like that's a pressure that society puts on. It's for what? Like yeah, you're supposed to go to high school and have a fun time, but it's like and I think movies have a big part of it, too. Like, when you think about... I think about Project X or, like, American oh, yeah. <laughs> Pie. Like, those are classic high school movies. We're not
0: saying go out there and relive what they do in American Pie,
1: folks. Right. <laughs> but it's like, for our generation, those are classic American movies. Yeah. And so it's like, the society puts those uh, ideals on us that, like, if you're not doing this, you're not cool. Um, and, and that's why I feel like high school is a really big struggle for a lot of kids right now is because of those pressures that are just they're just they're expected they're like oh you need to rebel in high school you need to discover yourself and if you don't you're you're lame you're boring you're not cool you're not interesting you know,
0: you, you you grady I, I love how you just said that discovering yourself is huge because i think you know when i came here in, in high school i came here from europe i didn't have literally any friends i mean i went to high school i was having lunch alone I had a few people who I'd I'd sit down and, you know, who were kind enough to invite me. It wasn't probably until the end of my sophomore year where I had like a group of kids I would sit with and have lunch with. And they weren't kids who drank. They weren't the quote unquote using your, you know, your terminology, the cool kids, the kids who were rebellious. But they were kids who I identified with, kids who could take a step back and realize what's most important to them is not what people think of them, but what they think of themselves. And folks, we have said this time and time and time again on these podcasts through these episodes we've recorded it is so important to live a life to find motivation for yourself and being who you want to be i can't stress that enough i'm not saying go out there in high school and drink but really take a step back and ask yourself like grady mentioned is that who you are or are you just trying to fit in and be cool
1: okay first of all what a killer ending. How am I supposed to like go after that? Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I love how you talked about being the best you, but that is so hard. Like, it's so easy to just like, for us to come on and like, yeah, you're 15, 16, 17, just be you. Like who gives a shit what everybody else is doing. And like, yeah, we kind of have that mentality now because we've gone through that shit. We've graduated college. We've Okay dab yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> no. but you know we've lived life a little bit more than when we were in high school and so it's easy to say like damn what the heck was i doing like why did i care what those guys thought of me but in the moment that's what society tells you to compare yourself to as people who you so on so-called want to be like
0: and and folks i think you know grady you did a you did a great job of the the word comparison you know my favorite, my favorite part about this, this, uh, this topic was gonna be talking about family pressure. Because I think, I would argue that the pressure you face underneath the roof you sleep in is usually more important than the pressure you face outside of the roof you sleep under. Yeah. Um, primarily because knowing, you know, growing up as a kid, my parents came here from a country that didn't have the opportunities that this country presented me with. And I always grew up and you know, my dad would always tell me, I didn't bring you here to be XYZ, I brought you here to be a somebody. I brought you here to not have to break your back But to be able to go into a job and come home and say you're mentally tired, not physically tired. Mm -hmm. And folks, I'm somebody who argues for trade schools. I'm somebody who argues to go and get any kind of education, no matter what it is. But trade school wasn't an option for me when I was exploring schools. Like that just wasn't fathomable by my parents. Because for them, it was, oh, we came from a country where you could have gone into a trade school. So you need to get this education and go and do this. And there was a lot more things I would have explored had they presented me with the option. And I guess what I'm trying to say here is. You know what? What Grady touched on is even myself sounding like a hypocrite, just saying go out there and find yourself. I wasn't really finding myself through high school. I was just trying to value who was most important to me in a, in, in my life at the time, and who did I want to make the most happy, essentially, even if that meant sacrificing some of my wants and interests. Okay, there's a lot to unpack there. Of course.
1: <laughs> um. But Merry I'm, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Chrysler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Happy Holidays, whatever you. Yeah. Me, honestly, but. Um. God take it to us. <laughs> Thanks so got me so much off topic Okay, whatever uh, <laughs> Alright, so I really want to talk about the family pressure That you kind of talked about And Ben and I's upbringing, as we've talked about Has been very different um, He's kind of gone back and forth between Europe a little bit And I grew up here in the Pacific Northwest um, And Ben, you hit on your Your, your what are we talking about? Pressure? Yeah. Your pressure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, your pressure and your stressors are, you know, much more higher or much more important from the roof that you, I don't know what fire quote so ever you just yeah. dropped. Gosh, <laughs> the whatever. roof you sleep under. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Um, And I kind of disagree with that a little bit because for me, it was like, yeah, I had pressure, but my parents were always about like, we're going to support you in whatever you want to do and whatever you want to be, you know, we're going to help you with that. Um, But it was also, like, I wanted to kind of live after my dad's legacy a little bit of, like, yeah, he's lived that American dream growing up from, you know, went to the military, was in a family of six siblings and didn't really have much growing up, and now he's started as a— pushing carts at Kmart and now he's living the dream, you know? Um, and so I, am trying to kind of live after that legacy. And so in terms of pressure, like I'm not trying to completely replicate what my family has done and what my parents have raised me to be, but I'm just trying to kind of live out my own legacy. And I guess that's more of stress that like I put on myself, having lived under the roof that I've grown up in. Um, but again, it's much different than what Ben has had. Um, so when I talk about pressure, it's coming from a different place, but its I think it's similar.
0: It It, it, it is, my man, because I think, I think what we're both dancing around here is it's hard to find yourself when you have such a burden from society and your family to be yourself. And I know that sounds like a mind F. I'm not going to drop the word, but it really is there because you don't know who you're going you to know who I'm going to be in five years. I don't know where I'm going to be in five years. But what I do know is that, like I've always said, I can wake up in the morning and go to a job I like and be the best person I can be today and try to make it be better than the person I was yesterday. And like for me, when I was growing up, you know, when we came back to the States and we decided to come back here, my dad is like, we're coming here so you and your sister can get a college education. And he always said, if you, your sister and brother can get a college education, I'd write off my life. I don't need to say anything else because I know you'll be successful. But I think more so what he meant is he didn't want me to go through the labors that he went to just to be where he's at. So in a sense, it is similar exactly what you're talking about because you saw your dad go through the labors and your dad was pushing you to be who you were. And my dad was trying to shield me from them, not realizing that he was pushing me down a path I didn't want to go through. And like I've said before, I was a neuroscience major. I wanted to be a doctor just because my dad used to tell me, you're going to be the first doctor in our family. And then I enrolled in neuroscience, and guess what, kids? Organic chemistry sucks. I That's don't care, hard, dude. I don't care who tells you what. It sucks, dude. Chemistry. sucks. Ex- honestly mean, like barely honestly, passed that in high school, but I made the decision to switch into business school. And I remember that conversation with my dad, and it was it was an uncomfortable one, you know. But quote unquote, to use the definition, the burden was lifted off of my shoulders because it was one of those things that I was like. You know, I really wanted to go into the military. I really wanted to be a police officer. And, you know, we have a lot of family history in those two fields that kind of made it not necessarily that my parents didn't want to see me go down it, but they were pushing heavily against it. And when I made the decision to go into into finance and I sat down with my dad and I explained to him why I did, he let up. And like for me at the time, that was mind blowing because I spent so much time, quote unquote, under pressure to be this first doctor in the family that I was afraid to pursue anything else. But look at me now, baby. You know, like we're getting up there (laughs) and, and, you know, that's, I think what we're really trying to hit here is folks, no matter how much pressure you're facing, whatever age you are, you have got to always take a step back, take a deep breath and realize is that pressure you're putting on yourself or is it pressure that's being put on you by society and your family? Because I think those are three different things, but also one in the same, if that makes sense. They all stem from the same thing.
1: (laughs) Whew. Okay. Um... (laughs) so in terms of I want to I want to kind of transition into individual but I feel like a lot of your individual pressure comes from your family pressure oh exactly and when it comes to your family pressure and your individual pressure you start to put pressure on yourself as an individual as you learn about your family values um, and I think kind of Ben that's what I'm kind of seeing and hearing as you talk about your family and kind of your upbringing there but um, uh, you know and as I've grown up kind of like I said I I want to not completely emulate but kind of be what my dad was yeah. um, and Ben you and I were we're having a conversation I can't remember if I talked about this on the last podcast or not but um, it was on my mom's birthday a couple of weeks ago and he was saying how um, when I was your age you I was not as wise as you are now at your yeah. age and I'd agree. <laughs> it kinda No, it's just like it kind of makes me think like I didn't really realize it then. But after he said that, it like kind of made me think like, oh, shit, like I'm going to be going somewhere in my life.
0: And I think I think, Grady, you know what? What a lot of people are missing these days is what my dad always says. You need a good kick in your ass. Mm-hmm. And folks. I've, I know I've said this before, whether or not it's been on mine and Grady's episodes or, or the ones I did by myself way back when. But sometimes what you need in life is to be forced into a corner, you know, and, and a, a great, great friend of mine by the name of Rick Weiner. Um, he told me he's like necessity breeds the best opportunity. And I love that quote. And again, quote dropping here on the 23rd minute. Let's get it. But I think I'm averaging like a quote every five minutes. Dude, this is pretty great. But (laughs) (laughs) stat line, baby. um, But no, what I'm trying to say is like, you're you're so right. Because when I was growing up as a kid and like even now with my dad, you know, for me, it's hard to tell my parents no. I know. It's a really hard thing for me to do. And I don't think my parents see how hard that is for me to do. Because again, culturally, going back to the societal pressure, they're from a culture where you don't tell your parents no. Like, literally, you are not supposed to tell your parents no. So when I tell my parents no, I come home and I'm like eating myself at the fact that I said no. But usually when I say no, it's for a good reason, you know? It's like I need that time. I need I need to put my priorities elsewhere instead of going over for dinner or going over to have a beer, which I do almost four times a week, which is a lot considering I've been moved out, you know? But I, I really liked how you said the, the emulating your father and trying to walk in your father's footsteps because... I am too, in a way, you know, and right. it's, it's, I don't, I, I honestly, and the fact that your dad told you you were, you were wiser than he was your age. I think that speaks a lot to how we were raised and what kind of culture we're growing up in.
1: Good job, dad. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: honestly, you know, okay. shout out to the pops out there and the moms. I'm not saying that moms can't do this, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where you grow up and really when you're, when you're facing life, You're going to ask people who don't have experience, you know, who have experience, excuse me, in what you're dealing with for advice, for what you're going through. And I think, you know, you said it earlier, how we can go back and look at our times in high school and say, oh, well, we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't. But now we can look back at it and ask one, you know, each other, hey, did you do this in high school? What were you like in high school? What did you think when this happened to you? How did you go out on dates? Where did you go on dates? What, you know, all that
1: kind of shit, because we've. It's no longer a burden on us. Uh, that thing of learning from your past. Mm-hmm. You know, you grow up and you you look at your past and you think, what in my right mind was I thinking? Like, what? W- why Please was I... Please do not read any of my Facebook posts from pre-2010. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Honestly>. Oh, God. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that's just all about learning from your past. Um, and I kind of want to ho- jump back to the pressure. You know, we've kind of talked a lot about, you know, what we've learned from our parents, what we've learned from our families. Um, but I kind of want to talk about what we learned from our college years as well. Um, and I think that's, that's really, as an adult, how I learned how to deal with pressure. Because, yeah, I was living at home. When I went to college, I was very fortunate to be able to live at home. I went to work uh, multiple times a week, worked about 25 30 hours while going to school full time. Um, like I've said in the past, it took me six years to get my four-year degree, but... We made it. We made it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, that is pressure because I always tell my kids that I work with, I say, I don't care how long it takes you. I I, I use a quote, and I learned this from my mentor teacher um, when I was student teaching. It's called Dirt Foot. It's called Do It Right the First Time. Yeah. Always do things right the first time. That's how I was raised. That's how I, I'm going to teach my own kids. That's how I teach my classroom kids. Because I want them to learn how to deal with pressure at a young age. Because I feel like there's a lot of people adults that we see in the world that weren't raised on how to deal with pressure. They were given things their whole life. And you just kind of see them and you're like oh like I don't want to associate myself with you because you're a child when things don't go your way.
0: And I love how you just said that. I love it. I can't hug you enough right now. Mentally, but we take it to the next level <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> electric
1: Avenue, baby <laughs> No, but honestly
0: man like You know, we, we, we you drop that fire quote where just because somebody's carrying it doesn't mean it's heavy And I think you just hit the nail on the head brother when you said People who don't know how to deal with pressure are childish. Those are immature kids And I always say, you know, even when my fiance and I have disputes when my parents and I have disputes when you and I have arguments The truth is gonna hurt right you know the truth really sucks folks like sometimes like you just like my dad always used to say you need that kick in your ass to realize that life isn't as good as you think it is and honestly ben you and i we're gonna tell each other the truth yeah like, and that's how it should be though that's why we hang out so much though yeah. because we realize that aside from all of this bullshit excuse the language you need to be honest with yourself and those around you because that's how you're most respected And it's like you completely understand when I say, hey, it's been a rough night. I just need some time and I do the same for you. But you also understand when I tell you that and you're like, you shouldn't do that. Like back off a little bit. Let's go grab a drink. Let's go grab some food, which is so important because you know I know how to deal with it when I'm telling you it's a lot. It is a lot. You know, and I think you, you, like I said, you hit the nail on the head with folks who grow up always having it easy and never once having those conversations where they're worried about, oh, my sister won't talk to me anymore. My boyfriend won't love me anymore. My dad will reject me. My job will fire me. Folks, stand up for yourselves. You know, you need to realize that life is going to suck and it's going to be hard, but it's all through everything you're going through. It's just shaping you into who you need to be, you know, and like pressure could be a good thing. You know, But it could also be a very bad thing. And like I said before, you just gotta find out what what pressure prioritizes the other.
1: And I wanna make a shout out real quick to my future brother-in-law, Andy. Um, Andy, I know that you're kinda going through a lot of things right now that have to do with pressure, and you've lived your life in a way that creates pressure for you and your wife, but you're trying to set yourself up for your future. And I know in the past we've talked about taking risks and, you know, seeing opportunity and all those kind of things. But um, I just think that you're doing such an awesome job because you're dealing with pressure like I've never seen before. And I really respect that. Um, And we had a really good conversation, you and I, uh, Andy and I, a couple of weeks ago about dealing with pressure and how like we don't associate ourselves with people who even might be our age, but they just like, don't even care about their life because they know that like, oh, I'm just going to fall into mom or dad's business. Like, oh, I'm, it doesn't matter to wake up on time. It doesn't matter to get to school. Alexa forgot to wake me up or, you know, my mom didn't wake me up or whatever. And that's going to stem into like being five minutes late to work every day. And my dad always has a, a saying. He said, on time is late, early is on time, late. Is ridiculous. Late is unacceptable. So, again, I just want to shout out to Andy. Um, I really appreciate the conversation we had a couple weeks about uh, pressure and just kind of doing the right things for your families.
0: And Grady, I love, I love the fact that you're so close to your future brother-in-law for stuff. Andy seems like a wise man, no BS, But I love what you said. They're using the early is on time, and on time is late. When I wanted a pet, my dad bought me a watch. And he told me, and folks, parents out there, if your kid wants something really, 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 really bad that you know requires a lot of responsibility, buy them a watch and heed my words. My dad bought me a watch and he told me, you want a dog? Okay, we'll get you a dog. I'm gonna, and then he bought me a watch and I was like, WTF dad, what? <laughs> like I can't feed this, you know, or <laughs> play with it. But he told me, he's like, having a dog is a lot of responsibility, but the most responsible thing you can do is always be on time. He goes so from now on i don't want you to be late towards anything and at the time i couldn't read you know i couldn't use a watch correctly i'll put it that way i could read time but i couldn't you know when somebody said oh it's a quarter till," i'd sit there and be like what does a quarter till mean right you know and it taught me a lot because even now you know grady i hate running late if i am two minutes late i want to like crash my car into a ditch not saying i'm suicidal but like that's i just hate it it's a bad feeling but it taught me a lot when we did get that dog i fed it on time i took it on walks i took care of it and even still but folks, what I, I think what Grady and I are trying to get at is that even though you have these pressures and these things you're dealing with, it takes a lot on your end to realize what it is you want to deal with, who it is you want to be, what it is you want to do. Like when, you know, Grady and his future brother-in-law Andy were talking. He said, you don't really appreciate people who just kind of know they're going to fall into somewhere. They take life like they don't give a crap about it. Those people piss me off too. Especially when they give other people advice. It's like, you have it easy, quote unquote.
1: Well, it's like... Take people, a step back. It's like people that give relationship advice. And it's like, bro, when's the last time you were in a multi-year relationship? It's like, stop. Or people that people that try and give advice on something that they know nothing about. It's like... I said it before. Why are you asking a Toyota driver what it's like to drive a Ferrari? Dude,
0: facts. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You know, I think that was Elon Musk that said that, but... It's so huge, folks. Like, I mean, you got to understand that no matter what it is you're dealing with in life, for one, you can handle it. A lot of people don't tell you you can, but you can. And number two, give yourself a pat on the back for everything you have dealt with. Like, you know, a lot of folks like people who deal with, you know, mental health issues, people who have things hard in their families where, you know, I know people who are the bread makers in their family. And if they didn't get up and go to work every day, their family would not sustain. Like my dad was when we first came to the States. So he never called out of work. He didn't take a vacation day the first three years we lived here, which is a long-ass time, folks. But what did he do? He did what he needed to do to get everybody else in his life on paths to success. And I think that, you know, nobody's ever really acknowledged him and said, oh, good job. You know, you're doing it right. He just kind of felt like he needed to, and he did it.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's so hard right now because there's so much going on in the world. There's so much, there's politics. There's a pandemic going on. Um, and with the with the rising cases lately, it it is more difficult. Like, I'm not even oh, gonna lie course. to you guys. Um, if you're not in a salary paying job right now, or a long-term job, or, you know, if, it, sometimes you might have to work two or three jobs in order to pay for what you need, pay for your bills, pay for your rent, you know. Um, and I'm not saying we're pros at this, but it's hard. Life is hard. There's going to be pressures that are difficult, but the people who will deal with them Versus the people who don't deal with them, you hear, those are when you hear success stories. Um, There was a, gosh, there was a, uh, like a 30 for 30 on ESPN the other day. And it was about a football player. His name is Alden Smith. He plays for the Dallas Cowboys now. He was homeless. Yeah, he was homeless. Okay. And some guy picked him up. I can't even remember the full story, but that man worked. Like he went to college for football, didn't get drafted. And, he wasn't. He wasn't dealt with the family that showed him how to work with finances, and he didn't have that, you know, atypical growing up path that kind of Ben and I had. Um, but that man worked for what he wanted. He put pressures on himself that ended up paying off. They were good pressures. So just like what we started out with, it's all about your mindset. It is. Okay, you wake up in the morning, and you can either look at it as an opportunity as to- Man, I'm homeless, I don't have a job, or I'm homeless, but I have a dog, I have a pair of shoes, I have a backpack, I have an opportunity to do this today, or I have an opportunity to go to that shelter. Um, And this kind of stems back to my uh, brownies on boards that I talked about in the first episode with. I tried to seek out those opportunities to help people that didn't have what I have, but I later learned too that like some of those people are okay with the life that they live. You know, they realize that, like, oh, I'm kind of happy living this life. Like, I have friends that I live with on the street, and, you know, I don't have to have those societal pressures that you have right now to wear those clothes or to have those shoes or to have that car. Um, And so just take the time to, like, educate, be aware of who you want to be before you... uh, Make that jump to who you might want to be in the future.
0: And folks, another thing I want to say, Grady, that was cash. Don't give advice to people you wouldn't take. Mm-hmm. That is huge. Number one. Number two, acceptance is huge in life. Like you were talking about those homeless people. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure we have listeners who are going to listen to this episode and be like, "Somebody's okay with being homeless." What? Folks, yeah, some people are guys. Yeah. And that's okay. You shouldn't look down on people for being happy, living the life they were. And I'm going to tell you this right now: If you're somebody who's like, "Wow, somebody's happy to be homeless," Re-evaluate your, reevaluate your own life, first off, and make sure you are okay with everything in your life before you worry about how disappointed you are with somebody being homeless who wants to be homeless. Like, it's, it's fine. Like, you know, it, it's, uh, I said earlier about the trade schools versus college. My brother, I, I tell my dad all the time, he literally streams video games for a living, folks. This was unheard of 10 years ago. I mean, it really wasn't even a thing. But that's good pressure for him. But he it enjoys is. that. He does. Yeah. And, you know, for some people, like I have friends of mine who are like, dude, he's not going to make it. What is he doing with himself? He's should be getting a job. He, and I tell him, no, you shouldn't. This is what you want to do. Go out there and do it. Why? Because sooner or later, he's going to feel the pressures that I'm feeling and he's going to know, holy shit, here comes that kick in the ass. Let me go out there and try something new. Let me go out there and do something else with myself if this doesn't work out. It's okay to take time to figure that out.
1: It really is. And, you know, we we kind of, we went back to that family a little bit, but I think what it stems down to is, yeah, there's societal pressure. Yeah, there's family pressure, but the most important pressure is individual. Amen. You know, I I, I truly do think that, like, we put the most pressure on ourselves. Yeah, we might get it from an external source, but ultimately we get to choose whether or not we put that pressure on ourselves. Um But like we've said throughout the podcast, guys, there's good pressure. There's bad pressure. Um, Just make sure that you are evaluating, okay, what can I do to better myself today? And how can I put that pressure on myself to be successful?
0: And folks, I love, I mean, folks, Grady, I love how you said that. The individual pressure, and you can choose how much pressure to put on yourself. I know you've heard me say it, and I say it countless times. I've started saying this recently to myself. I'm a tank. You know, I don't break. I don't. And even there's even though there's times where I just sit on my ass all day and I'm just lost in whatever it is I'm I'm thinking in, I don't stop. Bro, that's what Sundays are for. You gotta <laughs> make, you gotta make sure the zone is Sundays, still red. Sundays are for the boys. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you
1: gotta make sure the zone is still red. You gotta check into red zone. Come Dude, on. Dude,
0: but I need to set my fantasy lineup by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, folks, like I give myself that mentality. There is nothing I can deal with right now, and I mean that a hundred percent honestly. That I am not prepared to deal with i'm not saying i'm capable of dealing it but i'm going to be capable of dealing with, it if, if dealing with it if i'm faced with it because i don't let myself stop you know and i think that's what grady was saying and that's what, what i'm telling you you can't just stop you can't just give up you have to decide what it is you want to do go out there and do it and some people are going to be better at doing it than you are suck it up and keep trying
1: you know um I want to make a shout out to uh, I know I shout out my brother-in-law earlier in the podcast but
0: okay uh, name dropper no, I'm just kidding. I mean
1: you're the quote dropper I guess I'm the name dropper um, there's a teacher that I had in high school that really made me want to be not only a better person but made me want to be a better teacher because before I was in high school I knew that I wanted to be a teacher but I wasn't really like motivated like you said I didn't really have that kick in the pants that I needed and Honestly, I was kind of being lazy. Like, of course, I was being that like kid in high school. It's just like, oh yeah, like I'm cool. Like I'm, you know, I'll get what I want. I you have know. a longboard. <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, I won't, I might not have to work that hard, or maybe I will. I don't know. I was just gonna figure it out. Anyways, uh, Jessica Kardolski, I had you freshman year English and junior year English. And your class was the first class I learned that, like, oh, shit, I can't not read the book and pass the test. <laughs> or Quote of the day, <laughs> I, can, I can't not read the book and pass the test. Because I that. I'll never forget, we had, that was where I discovered Socratic seminars. Oh,
0: I love those. Dude,
1: <laughs> I love being the teacher behind that because I get to really decide. But it's like, I was the kid that'd be like, yeah, I read. Maybe no, didn't. <laughs> maybe thirty pages of it, but it's like she put pressure on me to be a better person. And Spark to be- notes count, <laughs> dude. Okay, so she would go on Spark Notes and then read the stuff on there and make the test that about the stuff that wasn't on Spark Notes. That's savage. <laughs> yeah, That's
0: savage, dude. Ruthless. Yeah, honestly. Well,
1: and all of our tests were quote ID. Oh gosh. So it's like if you didn't like when we read the Shakespeare stuff and I didn't read the book guess what? i on the test. (laughs) So it's like, but it made me a better person because it made me not be lazy anymore. It made me make good choices. And then she put family pressure on me because she would keep up and she would be persistent. Email my mom like, oh, so-and-so didn't pass the test. Now has a D in your class. Just wanted to let you know. Knowing that like, I'm going to go home and it's going to give me a shit night, but it's also going to give me that kick in the pants that I needed. Because honestly, sometimes as teachers we have to do that. And it's like for those kids who are lazy but we know are super capable we're going to do that for the kids who are lazy and we know that they just want to be that lazy might not send that email
0: and i think Grady you know that's that's good right there what you just said and you know we're approaching the 45 minute mark so we definitely want to start wrapping up but you know you just said i can't you can't not read the book and expect to pass the test and dude for some reason that resonated with me because i'm like that's what life is, man. Right. I said earlier, don't give advice on stuff you haven't gone through or stuff you wouldn't take yourself. Amen to that, man, because it's it's what life is. I can't give you advice on what kind of wheels you should have on your car because I don't drive your car. I don't right. know. I could recommend to you what I'll read on Google. But when it comes down to it, you also should know how to value you know experiences and value what people tell you. And I, I, my hat's off to your teacher for doing that with spark notes, because that shows that she cares. Right. And she's putting quote unquote individual pressure on herself to make sure you're doing your work to be a better student, Mm -hmm. which is insane. You know, like the the fact that she's choosing to do that is great. And, and I think a lot, a lot more people would benefit from realizing that there's things in life that do suck, but you just got to suck it up and do it and get with it.
1: Well, and to kind of wrap up this idea of pressure, um, Looking back, I realized that it wasn't about the book. She didn't care about the book as much as she cared about trying to teach us a lesson about life. Of yes, yeah, I know you didn't read the book. So guess what? I'm going to give you a test that you can't do. But it's, it's all about if you don't do it right the first time, you can't do well on the exam. If you don't do everything that you're supposed to do in order to be successful, you won't be successful. Um, and I think that just kind of really encapsulates our whole idea of pressure in life if you don't set yourself up to be successful on that day you won't be successful
0: exactly take advantage of what you have folks and use it and like we always do here on two guys between two glasses that feels so much better to say <laughs> I know, I honestly go out there folks and ask people what it is that is making them feel pressured ask don't, don't even ask that ask people what their definition of pressure
1: is just do that Ask them what is it that they're aspiring aspiring to be and why? And honestly, they might look at you like what kind of question is that? But like force divided by mass or what was it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, force over area equals yeah. pressure. Um but seriously, and like, like I always say, don't change the question for the age group. Yeah. Um I think your kids would actually take it a lot more seriously. Um and,
0: and you know, sorry to interrupt you there, Grady. You're parents, ask your kids.
1: Do you feel pressured by me? Yeah. Ask them that. That might be a, a good for parents out there. Yeah. And Ask them. If they don't, then that might be like a little bit of a red flag for a parent. Because honestly, I you feel should. like as a kid, you should feel pressure. I from still feel pressure from my parents at yeah. 24 years old. Yeah. Good pressure. Yeah. Right. More me so too. Negative pressure. Um, um, but again, you want to feel the right amount of pressure.
0: Exactly, folks. And as we always say, make sure to smile. Make sure to be better today than you were yesterday and be better tomorrow than you are today. Join us again next week here for Two Guys Between Two Glasses. And make sure to drop a like, comment, and subscribe to the new podcast channel, Two Guys Between Two Glasses. Yeah. Love you guys. Much Thanks love, for tuning in. And happy holidays.